Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one collar-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Time Sports Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number three of Drive Time Sports, Rick Schaefer standing by. In Northwest Arkansas, the doctor of football, Dr. Fitzgerald Hill, I'm Randy Rainwater from Central Arkansas. I believe we are also joined by PB, Pat Bradley, uh, being brought to you by Whit Davis Lumber Company Plus, as well as Precision Overhead Door. Patrick, always good to have you each and every Monday night. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, maybe Patrick will join us in a moment there. There you go. There you go. So what do you think, Fitz? Do you think uh, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm hesitant to say much because I'm probably in our last caller's camp. Uh, not to say it's overblown, but when you look at numbers and you look at numbers of other ways people are getting sick and dying, it's not even in the same category. It, 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 I, it, it, I, think, I, think media, I think media has had a lot to do with spreading fear. And fear is the opposite of faith. And faith doesn't mean you are foolish in the way you go out. But this whole idea of, you know, millions and millions are going to die, I, I don't buy it. What about you? Well, you know, there, as you said, I'm just looking at the numbers. I talked to a doctor last week, and I, and I basically asked those questions. I said, what is the difference um, between this and flu? He said, they're very similar. He said, it's just... 10 times more potent if you contract it. He said, if you, if, if you get the disease, and he said, and, and what's happening, he said, the if you have lung problems or breathing problems or, or anything like that, then that's what really puts you in that category of, of, of me. Right. You know, yes, exactly. You, all right. And so, how, and so you're taking that to somebody with those conditions is what he said, what we're trying to keep people from. Uh, you know, so if a person with those type of conditions went to a game and they got exposed, you know, in in a in the game, because mm-hmm. I'm sure if you got a hundred thousand people that went to a football game, you would probably have some people there with some lung conditions. And those people should stay home. Right, I, I, I yeah. would agree with that. Yeah, and so yeah, you got to be cautious. Got to be cautious because sure. and 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 the information that you have when the you know when the surgeon general comes on and and um, and talks about this is going to be a bad week. I mean, you know, and and, and and talks about how many death and, and the death it is climbing. And so, I mean, I'm the faith part. I'm with you, I, I, you know, but it's well, okay, if I catch it, I'm going straight to Jesus. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, you know, that, that's why I'm just not too afraid of it. And when you say the numbers keep climbing as of this morning, 30,000 in America, 431 deaths. Now, you start figuring the percentages. That's a pretty low percentage. Low. Again, I, I wish nobody would die. People, more people are dying on the highways than that. 
And there aren't people out there saying, don't drive, don't drive. Right. So uh, I'm sorry, and I'm probably, I'm, I'm sure I'm offending a lot of people, and I don't mean to do that, but I just, I'm, I'm living my life. Now, I'm not going to go breathe on somebody, or I'm not going to let them breathe on me, but uh, as far as going to the park or doing things like that, why wouldn't you? Well, I, I, all right, let, let, let's do this. We got a doctor okay. on the line, Doctor Dale. Okay, Dale. all right. Doctor Dale, good afternoon. He's going to humiliate sport. me, right? <laughs> Hello. Yes, Doctor Dale. Good afternoon. Hey, how are y'all? Good. Very good, sir. Uh, I just want to say that I thought the guy that was on last was uh, uh, very much feel for him and his son. But this is a real deal. I mean, it's a major real deal. Uh, people are getting sick. People are are dying from it. Uh, there's just this is unprecedented, and we've really got to protect ourselves. Well, I believe in protecting, and I don't mean to counter somebody in medical, but I talked to a heart surgeon last week. And here's what he told me. He told me that when it's all over, he thinks the death rate is going to be much less than we're anticipating. He does think the flu will be, it, it, sure, if you catch it, and as Fitz just said, if you've got a lung problem, then it can be devastating. But when the numbers are all said and done, it's probably not going to be as bad as we thought. And so I, I just think that when we keep saying it's horrible, it's horrible, it's horrible, you can spread such a panic in America that that's worse than the disease. That's my opinion, and you can certainly counter that and argue with it. Well, I have a partner who is running a triage clinic in Rustville. He's seeing 80 patients a day trying to fight this uh, pan pandemic. Mm -hmm. And he is very scared. And he's a young guy. Uh, his wife's from South Korea. And he has a very good hold on what's going on here. Again, I, I, I can't argue that. And, you know, they'll probably fire me for saying all these things. I, I don't think they'll do that because I think it's okay to have differences of opinion. But when you turn on the television every night and it's like no more than groups of ten and be careful. And I, I understand being careful. Like I say, I'm not going to go breathe on people nor them breathe on me. But we got... We're responding to a caller that asked us to respond, and that's that's my thought well, on it. And you certainly you certainly are more of an authority than I am. Well, here here's and about here's what I what I think could be confusing is that what I'm hearing, and I'm I'm by far no expert on this topic from a long stretch, but the fact is, what it appears is that people who have contracted the virus don't know they have it, and they continue yeah. to spread it. And, exactly. and to me, that's the problems being created because the, the virus sits for 14 days. So and you may not have any symptoms, but exactly. but you're breathing on people. And if you're healthy enough to sustain that, then that's not problematic for you. But if you get around people just like, you know, the senators, all the people, you know, they didn't know that they had it. And now yeah. they expose people to it. And so, you know, if that could be the process that leads to death, is that. Is that the issue that we have to be concerned with? Absolutely. You know, that is exactly what we have to worry about. Uh, it's people that are asymptomatic and then spread it to other folks. Uh, I mean, it can be.
Yeah, and so so now you know if 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 uh, you know you have a person with asthma and uh, and 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 you know and this they said this virus will sit in your throat. It said this virus loves, and I've I've tried to do as much studying as possible. This virus loves cool, it loves cool places. So exactly. in our nasals, it, it will stay there. And they said there's a lot of things that heat will kill it. Is that correct? Yes, it is. But it's got to be extreme heat. We're talking 133, 136 degrees. Right. So, you know, that's that's pretty hard. You can, I mean, it's hard to swallow that much water that's that hot. Right, right. And so, I don't know. I mean, hey, we, we're just going to keep praying that God will heal it. That's exactly right. Thank you, Doctor. exactly right. Bye-bye. Yeah. Well, is it okay to have differences of opinion? I, I hope so, because I'm, I'm probably in the minority, but I just, I'm sorry. You I'm are. Gonna, well, if, if I'm going to live American. my life. That is a beautiful part about being yeah. in America. You're entitled yeah. to your opinion. Yeah. That's right. Patrick, welcome. Did we, yeah. did we get Pat on? I am. I, uh, gentlemen, always, always great to hear your voices. <laughs> Are you on, sure? Uh, <laughs> on Monday, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So what's it like it in Boston? Now, I think I saw, did you get snow today? I'm looking at the snow now, and I'm thinking to myself, uh, oh, gosh. well, geez, I have plenty of time to shovel. <laughs> now it's it's it's, uh, it's kind of melting, so we're we're uh, we're not going to be. Well, it doesn't matter, I guess, if we're snowed in. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The governor, <laughs> the governor just uh, put a stay-at-home advisory effective, I think, it's mm. tomorrow at noon. So, but you know, we. All the essentials will be open, yeah. If and if and when when you need it. So, yeah. Um, it's strange. You know, we we had a very mild winter when when it came to snow, and it's uh, kind of odd now that we're getting, <laughs> we're getting getting it piled on. I don't know March. what that means, fellas. <laughs> March twenty fourth, April first, twenty third. Yeah, like an April Fool's joke. Wow, goodness. <laughs> That was my grandmother's old joke. Every April first, since I can remember, she she would call the house, and my mother would put us on the phone, and she would you know, wake us up and say, "Did you see all the snow outside?" And we'd run to the window. <laughs> April Fool! <laughs> Every year we fell for it. Me and my brother. Every year. Well, it's too bad because you're a basketball guy, and what's better than being in a nice gym, probably watching a Celtics game, which I never have, but you probably have, and then coming out and walking in the snow when it's over. That's probably a pretty neat deal, huh? Yeah, yeah. It, um, it's funny you say that. That's what we have done the last year. We've been able to, um, you know, get in get in TV Garden now. I don't call well, it's still all these Boston guys, but get in there and Know, fight the fight the crowd, uh, get in there and watch a game, and forget about things for a while. So, um, yeah, now we're now we're uh, stuck just uh, playing board games. Well, so reading about reading about <laughs> Tom Brady and reading about Tom Brady, I'm sure that has kind of dominated the sports scene in Boston, huh? Yeah, it has been. That's you know. It's, it's funny because I don't know really what other you know. There's been other great players that have left their teams, um, 
but man, this 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 one is sort of um, a different level for you know, a lot of Patriots fans, just because there was very little success, if you know, none none of real significance that the Patriots had until Brady and Belichick came together. You know, so it's not like um, you know maybe some other some other teams and, and where their star leads. Um, but it's, I hope, it, and everything looks like um, Brady's got some success that that he's going to have in Tampa. And you think so? From everything, and that's, I, I don't know how, it's just they talk about all the weapons he has, you know, a couple of wide receivers and tight ends. Um, so I'm hoping he does. I know he's, you know, in the, in the division with uh, the Saints, but you know, with Mike Evans and Godwin and um, OJ Howard. Howard, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping. I'm hoping he has tons of success. I am hoping. I think uh, mm. it's 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 going to be a test of every Patriots fan next year because um, if and when they do struggle, uh, I, I'm telling you, I can just. Hmm. Hear the boom <laughs> raining down from that football field. If 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 they when they struggle, and they're going to struggle. I mean, every team does. Um, but I just think there's going to be a ton of boos, man. But Pat, they've won enough Super Bowls to last a lifetime. If they never win another one, six Super Bowls, you shouldn't be booing anybody, should you? Yeah, no, absolutely not. But it's funny. It, it and I catch myself doing this too. I mean, you just get so spoiled. It's, it becomes, it becomes, it 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 ruins. I don't want to say it ruins your sporting experience, but in a way, it does. You just you become uh, you don't appreciate a lot of uh, the success that they do have. It becomes very easy to forget that and expect your team to always be in the conversation. And um, I don't know. It looks like so what you're saying, Pat. Like you're you're, you're you're a spoiled fan base. Is that what <laughs> you're course. saying? Kind of like a Yankee fan, right? Yeah. Well, they've had more success than New York has in the last ten years. Lately, that's right. Now, here's the question: Fitz has been wanting to ask, so I'm going to ask it for him. <laughs> okay. Thank uh, you. Did the Brady sell their house? <laughs> not yet. Yes. Have they not? I don't know. Have no, they? Not it's yet. Pretty pretty lofty a price tag on it, isn't it? Yeah, it was like $30 million or something crazy. Oh, like my gosh. Rick, you going to buy it? I don't think so. <laughs> hey, but I, I may mean, be that's... the only one that's not afraid of the disease that may be the only house left, right? <laughs> <laughs> I may be yeah. the only one left to live in it. <laughs> this, this may be just an outsider looking in, but it sure appears like Belichick is almost clean house. Well, I mean, what, is he? Oh, he got rid of the kicker. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, exactly. is it is it about money? Is it about he's he's so intent on showing everybody that uh, we're going to do it my way, and I'm we're still going to continue to win. Yeah, you know, with, with some of the reports that are coming out now, and you got to take everything with a grain of salt. You know, I, I, I don't. Who knows if we'll ever ever find out what the actual conversations have been. Um, one of them was that you know, Brady leaving even surprised Belichick because I think Belichick, and this was 
what what was reported that I think he even you know he 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 conducts business in a way where he feels like everybody should be on the same page as him, and he mm. is definitely rough around the edges. And I think at times he doesn't realize how off-putting that is. So when Brady did decide I'm not coming back, I think it may have surprised him to the to the point like, of course you'll take whatever I offer you. <laughs> you always mm-hmm. have. Everyone always does. So, you know, to that point, um, I think Belichick, I think he, he goes about his day-to-day business like every decision he makes is going to be the right decision. And he's hit the jackpot a number of times. Uh, but we'll, we'll have to wait to see if, if, if this is a time where he, he rolled the dice and uh, he may not come up with uh, – he may come up with, what is it, snake eyes? Is that, is that the one you yeah, don't want to roll? Eyes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, snake eyes. <laughs> so who knows if he'll come up with the, uh, the winning uh, you know, roll or uh, come up with snake eyes on this one. Man, Pat, don't you don't you aren't you just excited that uh, Belichick went out and he got uh, Brian Hoyer to come back? Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> See, but that's it, you know it's like win or lose, Tampa is going to have an exciting. You know, the NFL has always had some incredible storylines. I just I, I don't know what what how do you get excited for uh, for the Patriots season this year? I mean, <laughs> you know that that that's going to be the question. Is what you know? There's just so many unknowns still um, that that is kind of a little nerve wracking for a Patriots fan. What do you think it'll be like in 2021, provided he's healthy and the NFL and the disease is gone and we're doing things as normal, when Tampa Bay plays at New England? That'd be something, yeah. I mean, that'd be obviously yeah, not this year, next year. It's on the schedule, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it would, it would, it's going to be, I'm assuming Brady still will be playing. I don't think, uh, got a two year contract. Yeah. Yeah. He wouldn't have, I mean, you guys think, right? I mean, if he's going to, he's not going to leave New England just to play one year somewhere else. No. I'm assuming he's at least committed for a couple of seasons. So, yes. It's going to be a standing ovation for Brady. Uh, both guys are going to act like, it's just another game, which we know it's not going to be just another game. And he'll probably throw for six touchdowns. You know what I mean? <laughs> On their way to the Super Bowl, Tampa Bay. <laughs> the other question, hoping. Patrick, uh, the Celtics. You mentioned uh, uh, Rick Mitchum watching the game with the Celtics. How long do you think is once there ever gets to be a point, Major League Baseball has said that they're going to need four weeks of another spring training to get the guys ready to go, particularly the pitchers. How long do you think it's going to take for the NBA guys to get back and, and be able to get up and running with their schedule? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that is a very good question because you, you – yeah, they were. They were in the height of game shape, right, in the midseason, past midseason point, mm-hmm. sort of right. trending. Now, on, on the on – the, positive side of things you'll have guys with with uh fresh legs i mean obviously mm-hmm. but um it, it probably will take 
not long, but maybe you know, a, you know, a week. They should probably not jump right into games. That's a that's a good point. You know, I didn't even really think about that. But um, as much as these guys are trying to stay in shape, uh, it's one thing doing it on a treadmill or running up and down hills sure. outside your house. But but yeah, doing live five on five scrimmaging. Uh, I, I would not be surprised if there was a, a seven-day period where kind of get back in the swing of things, make sure that everyone is on the up and up and ready to go physically and mentally. Well, that was that was one of the things about, I think it's April the 15th, that the NBA regular season was supposed to come to a close. And then April 15th, I think it's either 15th or the 17th, that we will learn from uh, the commissioner of the Southeastern Conference, Greg Sankey, whether or not the rest of the spring activities are going to be called off, which I think at this point mm-hmm. it's going to be pretty difficult, I would think, because you got to go through the same thing, conditioning. Uh, you got to get the yeah. guys uh, healthy to the point that you can't just go out there and throw pads on. You, I know Dave Van Horn said he was going to continue uh, practicing uh, if they let him simply to get his guys ready for summer ball and uh, if there's going to be summer ball for that matter. But um, I guess the other question would be uh, from a feasibility standpoint, if they move this all the way back, let's say, 1st of July, I mean, that's going to make playoffs. Playoffs usually are what, about 60 days in length? I mean, let's admit they go on forever. Yeah. Now you run the risk of running the NBA as they do now head-to-head with either college football or the NFL. So, I mean, it's – but there's there's big bucks at stake yeah. by not playing these games. Back in a moment. To be a part of the program, call 433-1037 in the Little Rock area. And 1-800-477-1037 from all of Arkansas. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. So glad to have Pat Bradley back with us in spite of all the technical issues we seem to go through. Patrick, were you a little surprised, maybe, maybe not, that Andy Kennedy is no longer with the SEC Network? I don't think he is. I think he's the new head basketball coach yeah. at UA Birmingham. Did that kind of surprise you? Well, you, you know, he's a young guy. He, uh, I think um, he got some feelers last year. Uh, hesitated on taking some assistant coaching jobs, uh, is what he told me. Um, and, and, you know, it, it sort of fits. It's amazing, isn't it, how, you know, the coaching carousel, it, it, it happened so quickly. And now for him, a guy who played at UAB from the region, Mississippi guy, um, and, you know, he's patient. You know, yet down the road, he's able to, to go back to, to where he played and, and coach that team. Um, you know, it's just, it, it is, it, I'm glad for him. I'm glad it worked out that way. And I believe Coach Coleman's 
son um, at Little Rock Hall was uh, a, a walk-on basketball player at UAB last year. So we do have a little bit of a, a connection, a Little Rock connection with uh, with UAB's program. Um, so that that that'll be fun to keep an eye on too. So, uh, but he's a great great coach, great guy. Uh, and you know he's gonna you know he. His his energy is boundless, and I knew at some point he would move on. Although he does a great job on TV, great job, but you, you just knew he had a lot left in his tank coaching basketball. Oh yeah, I mean this this didn't surprise me uh, until I started reading the story. I didn't realize he was from UAB or he played yeah. University of Alabama at Birmingham. Pretty interesting story too. I believe he was recruited by Jim Pelvano at NC State. Um, and then transferred to UAB, where, um, you know, I don't know if you guys have seen the video, but it's pretty entertaining watching him when he was in college with uh, and he had a full head of hair, knocking down threes from shooting the NBA three-point shot. It was, it was entertaining to see those, uh, those old videos, which now, I mean, that's pretty much what Mike is. Is filled with. I don't know about you guys, but uh, all old videos. Now I can look back and just uh, watch some old games since we don't have any live ones going on. I saw a picture of you the other day in your uniform, obviously, and I thought, "Who is that guy? He looks way too <laughs> young." And yeah, uh, <laughs> I kind of glanced back and forth at the TV as I was looking at you, and I'm thinking, "Is hmm. that the same guy?" I think. I think that's still Pat Bradley. It's, uh, that's there. Time flies, Randy. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I think Time if you found flies, pictures of yeah. all of us, they'd look a little different today than they did back when we were Pat's <laughs> playing age. But don't you think? Maybe not Fitz. No. He's a pretty good-looking, you know, young guy. No. Still, but the rest of us. Well, it was. Changed. It was funny. I was. I guess when it was Saturday. I guess they played. Uh, Georgetown versus North Carolina, 1982 championship game. Mm. And uh, there was a few young people around, you know, 14. You guys, you ever heard of Patrick Ewing? You're like, who? <laughs> and I go, <laughs> Ewing, the Knicks, and it took him a while, but it was like, oh, yeah. I go, that's him in college. That's Michael Jordan in college. And, and obviously, unfortunately, they don't know uh, James Worthy or <laughs> – Sam Perkins, but uh, you look back, I mean, that's three Hall of Famers. If I'm, and if I'm missing any from that 1982 Georgetown-North Carolina game where Jordan hit the, hit the jump shot to put North Carolina ahead, and then I think it was who was the player from Georgetown that made that turnover at the end to, to the other team. I forget his name, but uh, it was Three Hall of Famers in that game: Ewing, mm-hmm. um, Worthy, Jordan. That's, I don't know. If, that's those those days probably aren't uh, are, are behind us. I'm, I'm assuming, but you never know. You mean we'll I have three you, Hall of Famers in a college game? You never know about that. Depends yeah. on who depends on who Duke and Kentucky are playing, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Well, the other uh, thing, Pat, that that um, was amusing, I didn't watch. I mean, I may have watched uh, five minutes worth, 
um, I wanted to watch something else besides basketball. It kind of brought up bad memories of what's going on. <laughs> but anyway, was the uniforms. Did you see the short shorts that Michael had on? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. It was uh, a lot has changed. And then, and then I'm flipping around, and I go from watching that to I think it was like the uh, 2007 McDonald's All-American High School basketball game, and, and the shorts were like, <laughs> you go to watching them with the shorts, uh, you can see all thighs and everything to, you know, fast forward, and you, know, you can't see any part of the player's legs because <laughs> the shorts are so, so long and the, uh, the socks well, are that, high. That actually started with the Fab Five at Michigan. Yeah, that's right. Bad five, yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah. that's when when that started, and it, it became a recruiting trend, and uh, went on and on and on. It was amazing how that impact of recruiting the Fab Five was transformational for uh, for coach, the coach. That's right. The shorts are getting getting back a little shorter. Yep, they are too. Yep. Strange. Yep. <laughs> kind of all goes back. Fa- old fashioned all recycles. Yeah, it exactly does. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, because hey, they now sell new gear. That's it. Bell sell new gear. Rick grew up wearing bell bottoms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, they were hold on hold on when i wore them they were called flares and then they went to bell bottoms i didn't go that far but yeah we had our our pants were flared that's right uh, yeah, yeah oh i hate to admit that but you're right you shouldn't have thrown them away Leisure suits. they're coming Leisure back suit. no, i've never got one of those you know eddie sutton used to wear those sure you did. think golly are yeah. you kidding yeah, me yeah you know he could afford any suit and he's wearing leisure suits maybe it was comfortable Ugh. to coach in I guess. No more, yeah. not as comfortable as what Musselman wears. He just wears a coach's shirt. Yeah, do you guys think that trend is going to – and if you guys remember, Bob Huggins, West Virginia, and even Bobby Knight, right, when he was at Texas Tech, he would wear the pullover. Yeah. yeah. Well, Bobby Knight, even in Indiana, used to wear a red sweater. He didn't wear a coach and tie. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. Well, if you yeah. win, well, if you win, you can wear what you want to. Coach Richardson used to wear <laughs> polka dots, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> he'd, he'd wear a sport coat over it without a tie. He'd have an open, sh- open, open collar shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, it's uh, the the trends. I mean, I can I can see the uh, triplets in those sh- short shorts. Then I think a Corey Beck, uh, even though he's what six one six two, I mean it looked like they went all the way down to his his. Top of his shoes, they seem to be that <laughs> long. But uh, now, Patrick, today on uh, 30 Down South, uh, they were uh, they're doing a poll, a bracket. I guess you call it bracket. Uh, who was the best SEC men's basketball player of all time? I could not mm. believe that you were not included in this competition. <laughs> well, no, I, you, you think I'm making joke of it? I mean, you had to play your entire career in the SEC, but when you get a, a put a guy in here like Chris Lofton, I realize he broke your record, your three-point record, but if you're going to put Chris Lofton in here, why is the shooter, Pat Bradley, not in here? Yeah, well, I appreciate it. I mean, it, you, you don't have, at least put me on the list, I guess, right? <laughs> now, I'm hoping um, – did they have the, the voting results of there? Now, did nope. you have to nope. play? No, none yet. Okay. Well, no, not yet. So, is, is a guy like Anthony Davis, um, 
even on the list is one year in Kentucky it was a spectacular, spectacular year. Mm-hmm. But he was great. Only yeah. one. Yeah. Pistol of all Pete the one and Maravich. done's at Kentucky, he was the best, Davis. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess those kind of change, right? The the, the criteria, right. and then you get a. All right, let me let me let me give you the entire field. Okay, the, the the criteria was each team had to have at least one player in the bracket, and that went to Corliss. Uh, every player had to have played while his school was in the SEC, so that eliminated Todd Day, that eliminated Lee mm. Mayberry. You can go on down the list. Uh, Portis didn't make it, obviously. Uh, Corliss again, the only one uh, from the University of Arkansas. Uh, in the Pistol bracket, the number one seed is Pete Maravich, LSU, and I think he's the greatest player, period. I mean, I, I think he's in the competition right now. Uh, Jabari Brown, Missouri. Oh, man, impressive. 17.3. Wow. Uh, two seed, Cordis Williamson. Jarvis Bernardo, seven seed, Mississippi State. Cordis should win that one easily, I would think. Uh, Bernard King out of Tennessee is number three. He averaged 26, uh, pretty good numbers there. Versus yeah. 16, Joe Kim Noah out of Florida. And what Joe Kim's hmm. got is those rings on his finger. Uh, four seed, Johnny Newman, Ole Miss. Played one year hmm. but averaged 40.1. Then Bailey Howell of Mississippi State. And I'll get to the diesel bracket in a moment. I guess you can only imagine who heads up the diesel bracket. One, Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal. All right, Drive Time Sports, back with more after this timeout. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas, Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, along with the doctor of football, Dr. Fitzgerald Hill. I'm Randy Rainwater. Joined again by the man, the shooter, Pat Bradley. And continuing on with the who is the best SEC men's basketball player of all time in the diesel bracket, Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, LSU going up against eighth seed Tyler Davis, Texas A&M. Davis played just a couple of years ago. Uh, number two seed, Charles Barkley, Auburn, going up against number seven seed, John Stroud, Ole Miss. And sad for Stroud, he did average 21 points a game, but he did it back from 1976 to 1980. And I'm sure because of Charles Barkley's being on the TNT and uh, NBA broadcast that um, he'll probably win that one because most young folks probably don't know either one of those guys. <laughs> number three seed, Grant Williams of Tennessee versus number six seed, Al Horford out of Florida. Uh, Dan Issel is a four seed out of Kentucky, taking on Reggie King. That's two great players going up against each other from Alabama. In the human highlight bracket, number one seed, Dominic Wilkes, Wilkins, I'm sorry, Dominic Wilkins, Georgia, versus eight seed, Shan Foster, Vanderbilt. Mm. See, this is where, Patrick, I think a guy like Brandon Dean gets shafted. Boy, you're talking about a human highlight film there. And right. um, then I think of uh, 
Clinton McDaniel, some of the dunks that he had. Boy, I mean, they were human. Michael Qualls, uh, mm. number two. Uh, let's see, he was Chris, what, when he was down at LSU. Chris, um, Mahouf, Mahouf, Abdul, Rolf. Oh, yeah, Chris Jackson. Chris Jackson. Jackson, uh, Chris Jackson. Yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah. Uh, no, number seven seed, Tennessee. Uh, Dale Ellis out of Tennessee. Number three seat, Bob Pettit out of LSU. Chuck Pearson, Auburn. Uh, I guess they'd have to give him his his award in jail. Um, yeah, they, <laughs> that's something. It's amazing to have him in there, isn't it? Chuck Pearson, goodness. Wow. <laughs> Number four, John Wall, Kentucky. Uh, versus five seat, Alex English, South Carolina. He's all the way back from 1972 through 76. Wall, I think, will win that one just because of, of when they play. Um, I hope Anthony Davis didn't get his feelings hurt for this particular division. The Brow Bracket. Number one seed, Anthony Davis, Kentucky. Eight seed, Vernon Maxwell, Florida. Number two seed, Allen Houston of Tennessee. He was a great player. Uh, Scotty Wilbekin. Out of Florida, uh, turn the page. And number three, Chris Lofton, three seed, Chris Lofton, Tennessee. Number six seed, Jamal Mashburn, Kentucky. See, that's where you should have been right there, uh, Patrick. It should have been you <laughs> versus Chris Lofton. Sell it once and for all. <laughs> and then finally, uh, not finally, four seed, Cinderius Thornwell, South Carolina, number five. Big Baby Glenn Davis, LSU. And that is the bracket. So, see, I, I just don't feel like they, they, they treated you properly, Patrick. Well, there's other players. It. I think we could argue that uh, as well from Arkansas. That, uh, Rick brought up Scotty Thurman. Scotty Thurman. did Scotty at least make uh, twice all conference? Oh, SEC, yeah, twice. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't even get in the top 30. Won the national championship with a game-winning shot. Gee. Now, that those lists are tough because it's, you know, are you going with their accomplishments in college or, like, for instance, Joe Johnson, um, you know, he turned out to right. be. Great pro. Of all the names you listed, yeah. Right. How many guys right. even even had the career, close to the career that right. Joe Johnson had in, in the NBA. Right. Um but now Joe played. He missed. Did he miss both first semesters? Played a year and a half. Yeah, he missed the first semester of his freshman year. Played the second semester and then his full sophomore year. Okay, and he had it. Um, I guess it, his injury didn't he have like a wrist injury or something that it probably didn't keep him up very much. As a sophomore, very long. perhaps I, I don't remember that, but perhaps. I think yeah. you're right, Pat. Did I he? think you're right. So, in you know, that obviously must have affected some of his numbers. But, um, you know, it's interesting going back. And a few of those names definitely I recognize. Um, and, and some of them. Now, you would think Alabama. I mean, they had – Alabama had a bunch of studs. You guys remember in the 80s, whether it was, you know, Robert Ory. Brewell played there, didn't he? Yes, yeah, um, yeah, they're on the same team. Yeah, so I'm surprised we didn't hear a few more of um, of of Alabama guys um, when they were being mentioned. 
course, Dominique Wilkins is a no-brainer. And, um, and the, so Kentucky only had – who was it, Dan Issel? Was that the only – what about Rex Chapman? Remember Rex Chapman? Oh, no, they had Mashburn. You're right. Did, did they, and we talked earlier, yeah, Davis didn't yeah. make it, did he? Oh, how many? So how many did Kentucky have? John Wall, Jamal Mashburn, and uh, Antoine Walker. Okay. Okay. Antoine, so that's yeah. four. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't and have then, ten uh, out of thirty. Are there are there fans <laughs> mad? <laughs> well, they probably got their own bracket somewhere. I, I guess they're making CBS is making up for this this particular poll by having nothing but a love fest for Kentucky on CBS coming up in the next couple of days and weeks. Mm. They're not showing the Portland State football game? <laughs> I bet they show, they show better games for Kentucky, don't they? <laughs> well, at least they had a few to choose from. They didn't have much to choose from if you were just going back last season for Arkansas. So, you know, you win a few more games, maybe you give them a few more options than what they had to, to pick from. But that's, you know, when you're in the SEC, you know, those victories aren't easy to come by. But um, well, yeah, well, Pat, real quick before we run out of time, what was the conversation down in um, in uh, Nashville, over in Nashville, however you want to say it, about Mason Jones and uh, the co-player of the year? Was there was there much talk about that? It, you know what? It was one of those things where. He, he was in everyone's um, top candidate. Um, and the challenge is, well, their team, if they don't make the tournament, you know, how can you have a player of the year team to make the tournament? My argument against that was, if we only get four in the SEC, we're limiting the pool of players, uh, which was unfortunate, you know, and so he should have gotten more consideration in my mind. No question. All right, we got to say so long and goodbye for our friend Pat Bradley, along with the doctor of football, Dr. Fitzgerald Hill, Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Don't forget, Buzz Animal Cruelty, spay and neuter your pet. So long, everybody.